I always wanted to be involved with hands-on things. Um, originally from New Zealand, kind of brought up in the outdoors. Um, I thought that a route of civil engineering would be great because I'd get to go out doing uh, surveying and getting involved on site, mm -hmm. um, which I did and I loved. And I got really involved in the project management side of that. And then an opportunity arose for a private developer um, of whom I did all the roading and water and services network for, for a development. <clears throat> um, and they actually asked me if I would project manage the construction of the houses. And I thought, well, can't be too difficult. Uh, <laughs> so um, I then started project managing um, the design of buildings and houses, especially high-end residential properties. This episode of the Smart Athlete Podcast is brought to you by Solpri. If you're active at all, whether you're running or simply out walking for the day, you've probably experienced one of the number one problems that active people have, and that's chafing. Solpri's all-new, all-natural anti-chafe balm solves that problem while feeding your skin the vital nutrients it needs to be healthy. If you'd like to stop chafing once and for all and treat your body right, Go to Solpri.com to check out the anti-chafe bomb today. And that's S-O-L-P-R-I.com. Welcome to the Smart Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Funk. My guest today um, has a lot of credentials, so stick with me. They're all relevant and all very important. So um, she actually has a long history as a civil engineer. Um, I'm going to ask her about that because how she gets from there to where she is now is interesting. Um, she's the owner of Core Wellness. Um, the executive director at the World Halotherapy Association, the founder of the UK Halotherapy Network, um, the UK rep of the Global Wellness Initiative, and advisor for global business development for Halotherapy Solutions. Um, her sport background is mixed and varied, but ranges from badminton to mountain biking. Welcome to the show, Erin Lee. Thank you very much for having me. So, Erin, the I guess I'll call it an elephant in the room, but I don't know if it's an elephant so much as how, how do you get from being a civil engineer to owning your own halo therapy business? Like what, where's the, where's the link? How do you like generally no, I, I find engineers stay as engineers in firms and stuff and don't necessarily go off on their own. I do ask myself that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, no, I, I always wanted to be involved with hands-on things. Um, originally from New Zealand, kind of brought up in the outdoors. Um, I thought that a route of civil engineering would be great because I'd get to go out doing uh, surveying and getting involved on site, mm -hmm. um, which I did and I loved. And I got really involved in the project management side of that. And then an opportunity arose for a private developer um, of whom I did all the roading and water and services network for, for a development. <clears throat> um, and they actually asked me if I would project manage the construction of the houses. And I thought, well, can't be too difficult. Uh, <laughs> so um, I then started project managing um, the design of buildings and houses, especially high-end residential properties. Um, kind of like 15,000 pounds, sorry, 15,000 square foot upwards. Um, so quite big ones. Mm -hmm. um, and did that for quite a few years. Uh, really enjoyed it. It was very satisfying. And then I found that I was, um, 
well actually I ended up having two children so I was like oh well I can't really do this this is um 24 7 um mm -hmm. you know concrete mixer lorries phoning up at seven o'clock in the morning and things like that so um I thought right what else could I do and I thought oh, I want to stay in the construction industry but really I'd found um a bit of wellness twisted in with what I was doing because I was installing saunas and steam rooms and things like that into these big large properties mm -hmm. and I thought okay yeah maybe that's something I'll look further into so I actually approached someone who um, I used their products in our properties and uh, ended up working for them for 10 years so uh, project managed the design and the installation of saunas steam rooms into high-end resi and commercial properties and somewhere in the midst of all of that, I came across halotherapy um, and kind of the rest is history, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> it's always, it's just one thing I talk about with guests um, that have kind of like wound them way, you know, kind of wound their way into what they're doing now. And it's like, it's always the story. I, we summed up for, you know, a couple minutes, maybe to, to tell the story of the last 20 some odd years, you know, it's like, we, we as humans, like, wrap up our lives in this tight little bow of a story. But then when you're living it, it's, I'm sure it was not as straightforward as like, this is where I'm going. And I can see yeah. this and then that and then, <laughs> and then the next thing. And uh, so what I'd like to ask about, um, for people that have, you know, kind of moved to tangential or, or kind of unexpected new directions. Mm. It's like within that, do you recall um, like Moment. trials and tribulations, <laughs> you know, like just hitting your head against the wall and, and like those situations and how, how you got through that kind of stuff? Yeah, no, you're right. Um, and one person always says, know there's two really important days in your life the day that you're born and the day that you realize what your purpose is mm. and I think it's when you realize what that purpose is 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 when you really find your true love of what you should be doing as well mm -hmm. um, and everything starts to make sense and I think that that kind of happens somewhere in the middle of when I was designing and installing these wellness products into people's homes and into um, hotels and things like that that um, I got this sense of reward or a very I felt very good that I was offering people something that would enhance their lives and making them feel better mm -hmm. um, and at, at one point I got I kind of thought hang on a second you know everyone knows what a sauna does everyone's been in a steam room I haven't really experienced or tried this whole halo therapy thing so mm -hmm. I really need to understand it. What really are the benefits? Does it really work? Um, and so I decided, okay, well, let's let's do that. And got a, um, a halotherapy room installed in the showroom of the company I was working for and encouraged all the staff to use it. And I used it as well. And within three weeks, I stopped using my inhalers, my steroid creams. Um, and for the past three years, I've not had a lung infection. Mm -hmm. So I suffered a lot of asthma. I was reliant on my inhalers and I also suffered really badly from eczema. So for, for me not to have to use those things, 
I think that was really what kind of clinched the deal for me was, well, if I can get these results, I really need to be sharing this with other people mm-hmm. because I could really make an impact on people's lives. You know, if, um, if I'd had the opportunity to use halotherapy when I was a child, I probably wouldn't have gone through a whole lot of things that, you know, have kind of almost scarred me for life. <laughs> you know, when, when they say um, as a child, you know, you got picked on or whatever because you had unsightly rashes or had to have these, you know, I had my feet painted in red paint and then wrapped mm. up in cling film. And, and you know, that, that does kind of make, you know, for, for an unpleasant time at that part of your life um so if i could you know positively influence someone else going through that then you know i'd really like to be able to do it so uh you know this is something i always like to ask um anybody in like you know we use that umbrella term of alternative medicine and as i told you before we got going this is kind of where my company lives as well um because we use essential oils as like an antifungal product um and the reason I ask is because much like our stuff, and I'm sure you've seen like with essential oils in particular, um, I, I believe, or this is my position, there is a limited like efficacious use of them. And there's also plenty of people that sell them as like snake oil and trying to find the lines and differentiation between the two, I think is part of our jobs as professionals but also just as people to say like, you know, it, yes, it's effective. It's this, no, it's not a cure-all. And you see the same thing in like the CBD industry where like some people are like, here's the very limited things. You know, maybe we don't have studies for it yet uh, with CBD in particular because of legalities with halotherapy, maybe because of funding, not everything gets a, <laughs> gets a study done. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I want to ask you about like, the mechanics, um, if or what studies may have been done so far, how, how is it supposed to work? And then maybe to back up for the listeners, if they don't already know, what is halotherapy? Yeah. Well, um, perhaps we'll start from the very beginning then. Um, obviously, halo is um, the Greek word for salt. So that's where the halo comes from. Uh, and over 100 years ago, uh, there was a Polish physician and he noticed that the the miners working in the salt mines didn't seem to suffer from the same respiratory conditions as the general public did Mm -hmm. so he thought he would do some further investigation into that and basically discovered that it was because of the salty climate microclimate that um, you know being antibacterial antimicrobial and anti-inflammatory it was making the miners a lot healthier Mm -hmm. so he actually started to prescribe uh, sessions in the salt mines to some of his patients, and he started to see really positive results. So that was originally called speleotherapy because it's done underground in the salt mines. Mm-hmm. More recently, um, technology, you know, with technology advances, they've managed to create a thing called a halo generator, which basically mimics that same salty climate. And it's a, a mechanical device which you put in uh, pharmaceutical grade salt, so 99.9% sodium chloride into it. And then it grinds that down and then disperses particles between 0.3 and 0.5 microns in size. Mm-hmm. So that goes into the air. 
Um, and then you sit into inner space and breathe the, the salty air in. And also it can land on your skin, which is also why it's good for the, the eczema and the psoriasis or mm. dry skin conditions, which I benefited from. So that's where it came from. Um, the benefits of halotherapy are, are quite vast. Um, and there's probably even ones that we don't really know about. Um, I guess the main thing that it's known for um, is for the improvement it can have on respiratory conditions such mm -hmm. as asthma, COPD, cystic fibrosis, bronchitis, allergies, um, sinusitis, uh, those kind of um, mucousy and inflammatory conditions. Mm -hmm. So what happens is that the salt, because of the very, very small particles, um, you, you inhale them both through the mouth and through the nasal passages. And these tiny little um, micro, micro particles of salt land on the inside of the airways and attach to any mucus and things like that. So wherever it lands, it basically acts as a, a sponge mm -hmm. and it will draw moisture to the salt particles. So if it lands on some mucus, it will draw mo moisture to the mucus and then actually that starts to thin the mucus out, mm -hmm. which enables you to cough it out. So for conditions like COPD and cystic fibrosis, where they have um, you know, lots of fluid or mucus stuck down in the lungs, it helps to thin that out and you can actually expel it. At the same time, it's also using its antibacterial properties and killing off any of the bacteria that's sitting in the mucus. Mm -hmm. So often this mucus will be yellow or green color, um, but after sessions of halotherapy, it starts to turn white. So you can see that that's actually working. And with the anti-inflammatory properties, as you're breathing this in, it's also helping to um, reduce the inflammation in the airways and in the sinus passages. Um, so those three things kind of work together, uh, which is why it's very, very good for those conditions. Um, other, other conditions it's good for is like um, allergies, because what I like to refer to it is it's a bit like a toothbrush for the lungs. Mm. So we all have white teeth. Um, and we still brush our teeth, but that's because we don't really see the tartar or the plaque or whatever on there. Um, so why aren't we cleaning our lungs on a regular basis as well? Because mm -hmm. every day we're, we're taking between 17,000 and 21,000 breaths and we're inhaling whatever particles and pathogens and pollution and all sorts into our lungs through our sinus passages, but we're not cleaning it out. So the halotherapy actually acts like a, a toothbrush for the lungs because it's what it collects all of the um, the particles as well and just um, tries to get it out of your system so I guess that's kind of it in a nutshell <laughs> yeah uh, um, it's, it's also good um, for immune health um, it can also aid people with snoring um, because again you're reducing the inflammation mm -hmm. um, what else uh more recently, people have um, noticed the positive effect it can have on um, electrosmog as well, which is the electro radiation that we get. So it's invisible radiation from um, electrical devices such as TVs and computers and everything. So we all spend far too much time in front of them mm -hmm. um, and we're all very, very positively charged. So the tiny little particles of salt that are floating around in a halotherapy room are actually negatively charged. So they're all negative ions. So what that helps to do is to actually bring you back into balance. It counteracts the positive charge and brings you into a more neutral state. And this is also often why you might find people feel very, very relaxed, may fall asleep, um, and they come out you know, feeling very 
I think that feels very floaty coming out. Um, so it can really have some great benefit for people suffering from stress and anxiety as well. Um, so yeah, many, many benefits. Yeah, you know, I'm, uh, I'm currently in the, in the process of, of bringing a new sports drink, which means obviously salt and water. And I've been <laughs> doing like a deep dive on um, the like, I'll say like the biological interaction of water and salt in our bodies and, and you know, the mechanics of, um, you know, the sodium potassium pump and just like the, the, basically how these very basic things we don't think um, too much about interact with us and, and change, you know, how we feel. It's, I think, in, you know, in, in principle, it's, it's pretty interesting um, to think about. I think intuitively it probably makes sense with, you know, thinking about um, the mechanics of inhaling small parts of salt and then it drawing water to it um, because that happens, right? So like, like if you drink too much salt, um, your body's going to try to expel it by bringing water to it and moving right. it to your kidneys and out of your body. Dehydration, yeah. So it's like, it's that same mechanic. And, and I simply don't know, I'm not a doctor, nor do I specialize in lung physiology. So I don't, that's, I always wonder about that though, is like, you know, what processes, um, do, you know, do the lungs go through to deal with all of the stuff that gets into them, right? Like mm -hmm. how, how, how do the, you know, um, obviously people who smoke end up with like, terribly charred and scarred lungs because uh, of all yeah. the stuff and that's uh, you know clearly an extreme example of breathing mm -hmm. in all these excess particles um but so now i'm like i don't have to like go because i i suffer from uh sinusitis all year yeah. round so i'm like maybe i'll yep. go we'll try it out we'll see we'll see what happens it's, it's certainly worth a try and you know with all natural remedies and anything it's not an overnight fix it's not a one right. hit wonder it it's like training mm. or getting fit or have going on a diet or something it it takes commitment and you know it, it's different for everybody as well but what i say with um the halotherapy is that you really need to front load it so mm -hmm. you should really do a good number of sessions um, up front. So a lot of my clients will come in maybe three times in the first week, depending on um, how severe their um, condition is. It might be another two weeks of three sessions a week. Mm -hmm. Some people will then start to taper down to two sessions a week, then down to one. And then once you're on top of it and it's become manageable, you can you know start doing once a week. Some people can even do once every two or three weeks. Um, if that's just asthma, because you've actually got on top of the condition. Um, so the salt is in the system, you've um, cleaned out the lungs, and you're stopping that kind of hyper responsiveness to any of the allergens that are setting you off. So, mm. you know, it, it's, it's a gradual improvement, but not saying that you won't feel it after the first session. A lot of people right. will walk out yeah. and go, oh, I can, I feel a bit lighter on my chest or, mm -hmm. oh yeah, my nose is already starting to run or, you know, there are small things that can happen after that first session. Mm -hmm. Plus you'll always feel nice and relaxed, but um, you know, you will start to feel the benefits after more sessions. So don't give up after the first one. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. Um, it's kind of like, um, I started seeing a, a massage therapist uh, 
gosh, a number of years ago now. And it's, again, it's relaxing. I, you know, I do it from a sport perspective. I train, I still train all the time competitively. Um, that's a lot of wear and tear in the body. And there's, um, there's, again, even with that, you know, skepticism of, uh, does it work? Does it do anything? It's used all over the place. Um, but it, it too, I feel, um, takes a minute, you know, like you don't work out all the knots in one session and be like, Oh, good to go. And it's also another thing that's kind of like maintenance. You can't just go once a year and be like, Oh, good. You just exactly. good forever. Like it's, it, it's a continual process. As you mentioned, like brushing your teeth, you can't just brush your teeth once a year and hope to have yeah. teeth still <laughs> left in your head in a couple of years. Um, and I think that, that aspect I think is tough for people like the commitment to a routine. Yeah. Is there, do you have any, um, so, 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 so in your case in particular, helotherapy, but um, in, in the broader sense, trying to get people to commit to a, a routine that's hopefully going to positively affect them. Do you mm. have any like Jedi mind tricks to try to help people to, to get themselves to commit or, <laughs> or like tricks of the trade to be like, you know, get well, people on the right path. The good thing is, is um, you if they're prepared to give it a good try in the first instance to see the initial results. So mm-hmm. do say five to ten sessions. Ninety five percent of people will really realize a difference or an improvement. And mm-hmm. um, if it's a condition that you're wanting to stay on top of versus just clearing a cold. Right, right. Um, you'll notice that if you stop for a while, it starts to creep back again. And then all of a sudden, you're kind of back to the same place you were. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, people will go, you know, in ups and downs um, by, by how they feel and how they respond. And I think once they realize that um, by continuing to come regularly, uh, they get the best out of it and they will be able to um, operate or perform at that higher level mm-hmm. and I, I guess that leads on nicely to maybe talking a bit about how it can impact um sports performance because I was just getting ready to ask you that <laughs> <laughs> um obviously um to capture it all would be if you can breathe better you can function better mm-hmm. which you get muscle um, oxygen to your muscles which enables you to perform harder faster for longer um but basically a lot of um or a lot of sports people will suffer from um, different respiratory conditions, maybe not severe, but um, without realizing it. But mm-hmm. the, the halotherapy can help to enhance the, the mucociliary clearance um, in both asthmatic and healthy patients, um, because you just do get a buildup in there regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps to balance the uh, airway surfaces as well, um, like the surface liquid within the lungs. Um, it helps to clear unwanted inhaled particles from the lungs. So what we were talking about, like pollution and allergens and things like that. Um, it can help with the anti-inflammatory and the bacterial side of things. So when you're breathing very hard for long periods of time, it is a bit of irritation in the lungs as well. Um, you're also you know, um, expanding and contracting them severely if you're 
pushing your limits mm. <laughs> um which is really working your it's working your muscles isn't it so um to be able to better oxygenate that and offer anti any anti anti-inflammatory um benefits to that is really helpful um and then again it's drug free so it's 100 natural so you're not putting inhalers or steroids into the system um so i think that's kind of like the biggest positive uh i've done some of my own studies actually just on um athletes like um i had a friend who's an ultra marathon runner and she had um she didn't even realize that she had asthma um it was that mild mm -hmm. but when she started using the halotherapy regularly um she really improved her vo2 max and also her peak flow um and to get that kind of one or two percent um increase on vo2 max is it's actually quite a big deal for high performing athletes you mm -hmm. know at the top level um so so she found that she was really able to up her game, even though it sounds like a really small amount, one or 2%, that made a big difference to an ultra marathon runner who is running very long distances and, mm -hmm. you know, performing for a long period of time. Um, I've also worked with some elite cyclists as well, who, you know, they, you're training all the time and inevitably you're going to get ill. Uh, so leading up to big events, they found a very, very positive experience using the halo therapy because they were kind of fending off the bugs or the germs that might've been brought home or you might normally pick up. Um, so they, they didn't get that, get ill when they were almost pushing themselves at that, that limit. And same after an event, you know, you kind of have had that come, come down, don't you? And your mm. body just goes, Ugh. Um, and that's also another um, potential time where you can get ill. So the halotherapy, again, then at that time, it's helping to boost your immune system as well as killing off any of the, um, the germs that you're coming into contact with at that time. So overall, they were finding that they were remaining or staying healthier um, during the period that they were both training, performing and using the halotherapy, which was really good to see. Um, and from my own experience as well, you know, I, I've always enjoyed playing sports or, you know, doing sport. I'm not competing anymore, but um, you, you can notice the difference when you can breathe and when you can't breathe mm -hmm. or when you can push yourself. And it's, you know, I always used to find that it was my lungs that were failing. Now it's actually my legs. <laughs> you know, my lungs are all right. I can, I can keep up with it on that level, but, mm -hmm. you know, my body gives up before my lungs do now because I can actually breathe clearly. Uh, you said a few things. Uh, see if I can try to get around all. Um, talking about the in my discipline, it's you know races. For other people, it's um, competitions. But uh, so I come from a running and endurance sport background, and there's definitely like that. That like for many people who have worked too hard, that like post race exhaustion, like you. Mm -hmm held it all together I think it happens definitely in the race itself like I know there have been a number of races where you're working as hard as you can you're still moving you get to the finish line and it's almost like you collapse like you couldn't restart at the pace you were going even if you wanted to like somehow you like you held it all together yeah yeah through sheer will and then you just you know yeah, that's mind over matter, like, isn't it? That's a real yeah, mental, yeah. Right, and it's, that is, um, 
a, a challenge, especially for endurance athletes, is um, having a strong immune response or having a strong immune system because of the high load of fatigue constantly over a season to try to hit those new yeah. valleys and recover and peak and it makes you susceptible to all kinds of things even though the kind of annoying thing is that you know you'll see articles about uh, even from doctors about you know working out makes your immune system better it's like well yes but within that especially for us it, it can be worse at times when you you know make yourself um more fatigued uh so i'd definitely be interested to see more about that uh, what was the other point oh you said you're not competing anymore and i have to ask you why because it seems like you've done a lot of different things um (laughs) you know everybody missed in the intro all the various sports that you've done um but you know, if you're not competing anymore, did you just, did you get bored of the sports no. league? Is that why you're jumping around? Like, like what, <laughs> what's with all the sports and, and why are you not competing anymore? You know, I think I had my day. I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed competing, but now I actually just do it for the love of it. It's mm-hmm. changed. I think having children's changed um, me uh, and I just like being active. I love just going out and doing anything and everything still. But, you know, cycling, mountain biking is still my passion. Um, But, yeah, I think there's just kind of there's a different time in my life now where I've just taken the the pressure off of the performance. And Mm -hmm. I realized I couldn't do it all. I couldn't have the family um, perform and work hard. So something had to give. But I do make sure I still get out there and enjoy doing the sports regularly, mm-hmm. like every day. Um, otherwise, I think I struggle as well. I get itchy feet and I don't feel great. You know, it is a, a huge boost, mood booster, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but just going back to um, talking about the recovery side of um, sports, mm-hmm. uh, there are a couple of new products which have come onto the market that include halotherapy. There's one that is a combination unit which combines halotherapy with infrared. Mm. And that we are finding is absolutely fantastic because obviously um, you've got all the benefits of the infrared heat, which is, it's not a, I don't know if many people know what an infrasauna is versus a normal sauna. Um, so in a, a traditional normal Finnish sauna, you're basically heating the room up really, really hot and sweating. But with an infrasauna, it's a lower heat, but it targets the muscles. So it doesn't warm up the air, it actually warms the solid. So the, the mm. heat targets your body, it targets the muscles, and it helps um, with repairing the muscles. Um, it gets to the cells that are in the muscles. So now by combining the halotherapy with the infrared, we've kind of like doubled the benefit almost. Um, So yes, halotherapy solutions now do a unit called the Halo IR, which is also available to to purchase for your home. So if you have got a space bigger than 1.2 meters squared, I'm sorry, I don't know what that is in feet. (laughs) It's roughly roughly 10 square feet if I I did that conversion right in my head. you know, so it doesn't take up a lot of space. That's a single unit and you get the benefit of both things. Um, great for going and sitting in also in the winter when you're cold, <laughs> mm-hmm. but the unit comes with um, medical grade chromotherapy lighting, 
um, aromatherapy, halotherapy, and infra. So it's kind of, I call it a bit of a wellness cocktail in one. Um, you know, all the benefits with the muscle, muscle tension and stress, that the heat can also alleviate um, chronic pain and helps with arthritis. So there's a whole load of benefits there with that one. And then they've also formed a new partnership as well um, with a red light company. So uh, photobiomodulation, which um, targets the mit mitochondria, the cells and helps with the cell reproduction and um, getting them to function well. Uh, so now you can actually have the benefit of halotherapy and um, red light. So that helps again with speeding up the recovery process, mm -hmm. um, helps again with the, the pain and inflammation, um, promotes the detoxification, relieves your tension and stress. In that unit, you're not adding any heat to it. Um, so you could also use that unit to do stretching or yoga or Pilates or something in as well. Um, and, and these, these two options, I think going back to something else that we said earlier is how do you integrate it into your, um, your daily life or your routine? Mm -hmm. This would be a very good way to do that. The units are affordable. They fit into your home. Um, they're basically what I call a flat pack system. So it's prefabricated unit that just puts together in under 90 minutes. So pretty much anyone can do it. Um, and that way you've got no excuse really, because it's there in your own home. <laughs> That's a good, but if you allow me to play devil's advocate, a lot of people buy gym, like home gyms and don't use them. So again, how do we get them to like, it's good. It, that I'm, so let me back up. One of my undergrad degrees is in psychology. So I'm interested in how people tick <laughs> and, and motivation is always like tough. Like how do you, can you motivate people? Or does it come internally? So I always wonder like how you, you know, I'm, I'm always looking for the secret. So that's why, like, I kind of asked you earlier, like, yeah. how do we get people, how do you like, how do you get them to commit to okay. whatever? Yeah. Like, well, with these yeah. ones, you can, you can read a book in there. You can go in there with someone else. You can, you know, you, there's, there's so many different benefits of it. And the fact that you could do something else while you're in there, because I think most people stop doing something because they don't feel like they've got enough time to do it or they can't fit it into their day because they don't have time. Right. Um, not that they don't necessarily want to, uh, but having these as different options gives you the flexibility to do that mm -hmm. um, and to also potentially be able to enjoy it with others who don't necessarily need to be sports performers. Yeah. Um, you can go and sit in there with your children, um, with your partner, whatever, you know, it's not that you have to do it on your own, a bit like going for a massage or something. Right, right. Mm. And, and excuse my typing, I was, I was converting the 1.2 square meters uh it's like just shy of 13 square feet for my my u.s listeners <laughs> thank um, you and they I do like, come in four sizes <laughs> i was like i was like you know i was thinking 10 square feet which is what i said before and i was like well what does that actually relate to and i think about if it's 13 square feet i'm 510 so it's like if i laid down it's my body length in two directions um in that area so it's not even that much, actually. No. No. Hmm. No. So one point two meters. Um, what's that? Three, four, five, four or five foot. I should know. Well, it's like 
Oh yeah, I'm I'm yeah, I'm you're you're right. I did the I did the second part of my math wrong there because that, that would be like 25 square feet. So it's like <laughs> half, it's like half of my body. There we go. Yeah, four foot by four foot or something like that, then to get the t- four by four is 16 square foot. I'm letting my math so, professors down right now. So it's not not too much bigger than say a shower enclosure or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I was like trying to find something yeah. related. I was like, wow, I'm like, how would we relate that size? So if you've got a gym, it would fit nicely in the corner. You could do it after a workout, mm-hmm. um, which you know would really help with the muscle recovery. Yeah. Um, or coming in from a run or a bike ride or something like that. Come in and do it after that um, as part of your recovery. Make your protein shake or whatever and go and eat or drink in there while, while you're doing it. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't need to take up any extra time, let's say that. Right, right. And then, you know, that's, I think that's kind of the heart of um, one of the things I see people often suggest or I think works is like, you know, I keep asking about like, how do we get people to do things? Um, I think part is just like routine. Exactly, yeah. Like routine and identity. Like, you know, I go, I'm after we get done here, I got to go run, get my run in for the day. And it's part of my routine. I, I run on Fridays. Um, so I think once you like find a thing and just it, make exactly. it part of your routine, then it it's no longer a question of, am I going to do it? It's like, when am I going to do it? Mm-hmm. And then this is the part of the day that I'm going to use yeah. for that. So if you do stretching after your exercise, go do your stretching in the Halo mm-hmm. IR or the Vitality booth. Mm-hmm. And then, then it uh, also automatically forms part of that routine too. Right, right. Um, Aaron, I know you've got another appointment after me, so I don't want to run you out of time. Sure. Uh, there's a question I'm asking everybody for this season. I ask a single question for all guests. Each season is a different question. Uh, the question this year is, how do you stay motivated after failing to reach a goal? How do I stay motivated after failing my original goal? By failing to reach a goal. So like you, oh, failing you wanted, to reach my so goal. So like in my case, maybe I want to run a particular time and I didn't do it. Like how, how do I stay, so stay motivated going forward? Well, do you know what? Strava is very good for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very practical answer. Uh, do you know, I love looking at my Strava result afterwards and I, I see how many cups or... Um, uh, you know the little icons that you get the, the medals mm-hmm. um, that's a very good fitness related one so I'm always trying to improve it so it's like oh, I didn't make it this time I could have gone and do it next time um, and I guess with the a lot of my work is related to wellness and well-being I think and if I've failed to reach someone um I'm not going to give up. I'd I'd want to help them. I think I'm here. I've been put here for a purpose and that's to help make people better or feel better, perform better naturally um, through the use of halotherapy. And it doesn't matter how many talks I might do or emails I might send. I'm never going to give up because I believe I can make a difference. um, And I hope that people will give it a go. Um, That doesn't really answer your question, but I... I don't really seem to lack the motivation to keep going. <laughs> I know I'll get there in the end. No, it's, it is a broad question um, purposefully because I don't know that anybody's had the same answer, which is kind of the purpose. Um, but it is something that a lot of people deal with. Mm. And I think there's a lot of value in like just hearing how 
different yeah. people approach life, you know, like, so I think sometimes we get bogged down in like our, I'll say our own ego for lack of a better word. And just like, this is how I view the world and this is how I operate. And, and sometimes it helps us break out of that routine by seeing how somebody else deals with the same situation. And it's yeah. completely unlike how we would. And we go, oh, mm. maybe there is a, a better way or a different way. So that, that's why I like yeah. asking these like, I mean, I do have a lot questions. of to-do lists. Um, I do <laughs> list everything out. And if I'm doing training, um, I do have a, a spreadsheet on my fridge, mm -hmm. which I put it on there. And that's where I would put my Halo IR session on there or my salt session or mm -hmm. whatever, because if it's on there and I cross it off, that gives me the satisfaction of ticking it off. And mm -hmm. that to me is like achievement. Right. Um, yes. If I fail to do that, then I have to push it to the next day. But then I also think, no, I really should have made time for it um, yeah. because it's going to benefit me if I, I do that. Right. Mm. Um, Aaron, where can people find you, check out the products, that kind of stuff? Excellent. Um, well, you can email me on um, any of my many email addresses. <laughs> One of those. Uh, the best one's probably Erin uh, at coreywellness.co.uk or Erin at worldhalotherapy.com. And I can help out with any questions relating to halotherapy. Um, and if anyone is interested in some products, I'm sure we can do some special um, discount code for any halotherapy solution products um, if they mention Smart Athlete. That'll work. Aaron, thanks for hanging out with me today. No problem at all. It was very much enjoyable. <laughs>